joke every bam, time bam, bam, we bam, bam. count down. <laughs> because I can't help but count down. You just feel like Freddy. Yeah. For my Carly. Yeah, hey I guys. do. Welcome back to... <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome back to... Welcome back to iCarly. Welcome back to iCarly. Emily just woke up. Uh, I'm Skylar. Hey! <laughs> I did just wake up, but because I was watching what we needed to watch and doing research... And yeah, you I texted knew I me at, like, midnight. You were like, I'm watching this movie about <laughs> a lottery ticket. I was like, okay, sick. Well, because I watched two movies at dinner. I watched I, because my dad had never seen it Wait, before. Wait, you watched two movies? Two movies? <laughs> You watched two movies at dinner. You had a two, you had a four hour dinner. Yeah. Well, like we sit down and we had pizza. It was feel good Friday, meaning we choose a <laughs> movie that's like love Friday. a feel good movie. And uh, we watched Itania, and then we watched um, this movie called Waking Ned Divine, which is like some Irish movie. These people try and claim a dead man's lottery ticket in this cool. small Irish village. Yeah, and then I had to watch this movie. So, guys, I'm sorry about my morning voice. I hope I don't seduce anyone with <laughs> my sexy, deep morning voice. It's there to seduce me. <laughs> yeah, it's working a little bit. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so <laughs> this week we're talking about Moxie, the, um, <sighs> gee, how do I, uh, the teen it's, white feminist It's a feminist movie. radio rebel. It, oh my god, really? <laughs> oh my god, it is. It's a feminist radio rebel. I literally, there is a point in the movie, Ryan. I wrote it down, where she, Debbie Ryans, the main yeah. character. What's her name? Vivian? I Vivian. didn't know any of their names. Again, yet again, watching a movie where I know, I knew Kira's name, and I knew Seth's, na- Seth's name, and that's it. I know. I, I had to write down the names when I heard them, because I knew I was going to fucking forget oh, them, because they don't smart. showcase anybody's name. There are... There's an ensemble in this cast, and I know three people's names. Wait, is Courtney the, the friend? The, like... Claudia. Cla- okay. <laughs> so close. So close. Vivian is the main character. She is a blonde, white junior in high school whose yes. mom is Amy Poehler. The actress, by the way, is fully a 26-year-old woman. I had to look that up. Hadley she- Robinson. <gasps> What? I thought she for sure she was sense. younger than us. Doesn't she look like a baby? She I was, was like, oh, a real 16-year-old. Yeah, no, I was she's like, 26. she looks 16. A lot of these people look like... Okay, maybe not all of them look like they're in high school, but at least most of them look like they're, like, 20. It's movie magic in full effect. Yeah, maybe it's just us being so used to seeing like 30 year olds play high schoolers that were like wow they're not two decades older than high schoolers <laughs> yeah like it's not like a grease situation where there's like a 50 oh year old man god. playing a senior in high school oh my god um, yeah <laughs> rizzo in rizzo. that movie looks insane acting like a high schooler john travolta too but rizzo oh my I god know. they all do i know so anyways basically you explain it. Someone's running a blender downstairs. <laughs> um, basically, if you haven't seen Moxie, it's a Netflix original, I'm assuming. And it's about this girl, a little white girl, because, of course, intersectional <laughs> feminism needs to be, a white woman needs to be at the middle. Um, exactly. That's the only way it works. That's the only way it works, apparently. <laughs> and she 
is shy and a nerd and annoying and <laughs> she's boring too she's boring and her school has a lot of rampant sexism and harassment that goes unchecked by the school board and she is inspired by a new student what's her name Lucy. Isn't that so funny? Oh, it's Lucy. You don't even... It's Lucy Hernandez. And I didn't know that until, like, the third or fourth time she was speaking to Vivian and, like, was... Someone else said her name. Right. She's inspired by Lucy to kind of stand up to the patriarchy, and she does this by making a zine because her (laughs) mom was... Okay, this is my favorite part of the movie, is they say that Amy Poehler's the mom, by the way, and she's the director. And going into this movie, I was like, Amy Poehler, do not fail me now. And she did a little bit. But um, my favorite part about this whole thing is that she's inspired by her mom, who was supposed to be... She just very vaguely says, my mom used to protest a lot. And, like, Amy Poehler would say, like, oh, we used to protest everything. And I'm like, where's the substantial protest that, like, would have inspired her? Yeah. No... Her mom is, that's the fucking funny part, and it's mentioned in two of the articles that I read from Cosmopolitan and I think Bitch Media as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Her, she gets inspired because her mom, um, in like the nine, or whenever she was in high school, started, yeah, started like um, a a zine, and then like at dinner, she, Amy Poehler tells her daughter like, there were some problems with our group, like, we weren't intersectional enough, and, like, oh all my this God, stuff. Yeah. And then her, and then this is just a movie about, like, a slightly more intersectional, like, feminist protest revolution, but right. not really. Yeah, that's the thing, is Amy Poehler talks about how her protest group, or, like, friend group, did a lot of things wrong, which is very true. A lot of movements that have the right intentions do a lot of things wrong, which is important to address, especially when you're a white feminist, which is what this movie yes. is basically about. And yes. they imply that... Uh, me almost calling you Rebel Girl, that Moxie <laughs> is a more intersectional group just because the diversity of the girls in the group. Yeah. But they don't address any intersectional feminist, like feminist issues. They don't address racism. No. They don't address any of that. Like, they... Brush they don't address they brush what, over it's it. like, what it's like to be um, a woman of color and be a feminist. They don't address what it's like to be a transgender woman and be a feminist because they have oh my all God, of yeah. those people. Or how about the girl, um, Meg? I had to like rewind to figure out her name because they say it in passing. Meg, the girl who's used as like um, basically just comedic relief in three scenes in the wheelchair... Oh, yes. They yeah. don't express... She's, like, not really even a part of it, and they don't express what it's like for her in that environment. And there are multiple instances when she's on screen in her scenes where she gets put in the back in the marching band. There are people crowding a sidewalk. She can't get up. And it's, like, it's just in passing. And exactly. the reason why it doesn't do that is because the main character is a white girl. And so how can you explore further what it's like for these like this diverse group of people that are mm-hmm. s- that are laying the groundwork for the moxie feminist movement in her school and yet we have absolutely no idea like the real struggles only in what um you kind of get a taste at the end when claudia um she's chinese so she like her mom is an immigrant She's an immigrant and she's under a lot of pressure, which Vivian does not seem to understand or blatantly ignores until the end of the movie when 
Claudia basically tells her, like, you don't understand what I'm going through because you're white. Yeah. And then and then Vivian has to go to this dinner with her mom, her boyfriend, and Vivian's boyfriend, um, that really hot skater guy. <laughs> oh my god, the oh best god. part of the movie. Oh my god, yeah. And she the throws a fit. She throws she's a, a fit. I was she's so a bitch mad at her. Everybody. I was so mad at her. She was being so annoying. And literally, I'm gonna say it, nothing bad was happening in her life that she didn't no. ask for. And like yeah. Okay, like, creating a protest group, you know you're going to get backlash from, like, the institutions that you're protesting, a.k.a. her school. So, right. yes, she was mad that she's facing suspension, but, like, that's what you got into going for this. And she was mad at yeah. everybody else, even though she was the only one not facing consequences for it. Yes, the whole time. Claudia literally ha- takes the fall because she signs up Moxie as a club, and then yeah. she gets suspended. And that's a big consequence in her life, and that has real consequences for her. Mm-hmm. And then even at the end, when Vivian, um, she gets a, like, Moxie gets an anonymous letter about this girl who's saying that she got raped, and she wants help, and then... <laughs> Vivian stole the principal's like best principal award. Yes. And then she goes to the school and defaces school property by like painting rape port instead of whatever I whatever I don't, the school's actual I didn't name get is. that. I guess that's like to It's a pun in their name to make okay. whatever. And I think she know the name breaks, of the school. Yeah, yeah. She breaks the principal's trophy. Right. And then at the end, all she does is stage a walkout, and because the rapist is revealed, mm. she still faces zero consequences. Whereas Claudia, just for being associated with it, just for signing up the club, gets suspended. And that's a big deal for her, as we know. And right. it's like this, um, I think it was mentioned in the... I think the Cosmopolitan article I read by uh, Mia Brabham. But, like, this is such a good showcase of, like, white feminists and white women have the room to make mistakes and to fail. Yeah. And, like, uh, like women of color, transgender women, like, they don't. And it's so clear in this movie that that really is the truth. And it's frustrating oh God, to watch. Yeah. It's this, this really bad, like irony of like (laughs) this movie trying to like address being an activist and like the mistakes people can make and the pressures that come with it depending on what your identity is but then at the same time it's not doing any of that it's not addressing any of the real problems that as the movie in itself is putting into like the world and this showcase of activism is very performative in the movie because the diversity of the is there to be diverse, not to actually showcase black voices or transgender yes. voices or disabled voices or any of that. None of the or characters or non-binary voices or actually any voice other than a, a white person's voice. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. And I think it's so funny that they shove aside the transgender girl having an actual like Problem. plot line other People than are dead naming her and like it's it's awful. And she's <laughs> like, I can't audition for the musical because they don't think I'm a, they don't think of me as a real woman. And that's like cast aside. And then Lucy is bare like Lucy, Kiara, all the women of color are yeah. barely given a chance to talk about the racism they may experience at a They're school that's mostly white. They're sidekicks to a white character. But they shove all of this aside to address very ru- in a very rushed manner 
Vivian's love story, Vivian's problems mm-hmm. with her mom, mm-hmm. <laughs> Vivian's dad, which <laughs> that is my favorite part of the movie. She's like screaming at her mom. She's so mad about her mom having a boyfriend. She, it's after okay. Claudia tells her, after her and Claudia get in a fight, but it's really Claudia being like, you don't understand my problems because you're white. And Vivian's yeah. like, mm, what? And no, like, I'm a feminist. <laughs> like doesn't take that in and doesn't sort of take time to reflect. So she has to go to this dinner with her boyfriend, Seth. And she has a breakdown and then whatever just she's like she she punishes her support system she uses everybody as a punching bag and then she's screaming at her mom about keeping her boyfriend from her whatever and they're fighting and she's like you have no idea what's happening to me at school and like whatever and i'm like that's your because fault because you chose you not to come out and it. take responsibility for it but then all of a sudden she's <laughs> screaming and she goes why doesn't dad want to spend christmas with me <laughs> what <laughs> I paused. I paused movie and I was like, her dad. Like there's been no. I remember thinking because in the beginning of the movie, I noticed it was just Amy Poehler, and I was like, okay, it's just she's got a single mom. She opens up like pictures of her with her dad from a baby book, and I'm like, is her dad dead? Did he leave? Is her mom like what? What's the deal? I thought he was. I thought he was dead. I just assumed he either was dead or left, but. Um, apparently they're divorced and she has a problem, they have problems, but we have no idea what they are. Absolutely none. It could have just been, like, a feminist movie with a feminist, like, I would have been so happy if this movie was, like, one made room for other voices besides the white main character's voice, and two, if they just took away all the other junk and made it about a group of girls in a high school actually making a difference in their town like genuinely that would have been a great movie and when it was going in that direction I went into this movie I did this thing where I watch movie that I assume is going to be bad and I'm a bitch instantly and so everything that happens I'm like this is stupid this is stupid like my first note was like she's wearing athletic sneakers with jeans um the opening scene reminded me of Twilight and the Hunger Games where she's running through the woods that was my first note I was like Twilight and Hunger Games vibe in this fucking beginning scene what the fuck What's, she's wait, running through the, the woods. I'm like Twilight. She's run, and then she's like trying to scream, but she's silent. I'm like the Hunger Games. Hunger? Yes. <laughs> I was like, what is the point? Um, I want to talk about um the main antagonist, Mitchell Mitchell Wilson. I had to okay. write his name down. He I is, knew his name was Mitchell. It didn't yeah, matter what his last name was. Um, he's a white man. He is the captain of the football team. He harass the on Lucy's first day of school. He harasses the shit mm-hmm. out of her in English class. He calls his English teacher by his first name. Mike. Red flag number one. I That's accurate, that. though. Every asshole in high school tries to be buddies with the teachers. That's I know. true. It, it, like, infuriated me. He he interrupts Lucy. Like, Lucy's trying to make a valid point about, like, why are we still reading The Great Gatsby? Like, there are other books we could be reading. Okay, valid point. I think that's something that even we talked about in high school. Like, so he interrupts her, and then later that day or the next day, she's just trying to, like, buy a soda, and he... First of all, the touching he does is so vile. The touching of the shoulder, like, all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. she's like, don't touch me. Like, I, when did I ever say you could touch me? And I was like, yeah, okay. He plays a really good asshole. And then he like asks to buy her a drink and then she gets her drink. He takes it from her and hucks a 
big fat loogie in her soda. Yeah, it's nasty. And, and Vivian's in the back watching this happen. Yeah, she doesn't say <laughs> the way she's standing. She's just like silent, just mouth open, like head down, mouth open, like like girl. What? I'm sorry. Even the shyest person in the world would be like, "Are you kidding?" Like, <laughs> like, like that just like made me not like her. And then, of course, like, because the point is supposed to be she like was passive and then made it different, whatever. But right. then, like <laughs> later, she finds Lucy in the stairwell and she's like, "Just ignore him." And Lucy's like, "How? How am I supposed to ignore him? He literally just like attacked me at the vending machine and then spit yeah. in my drink. Yeah. What do you mean ignore him?" Exactly. I think that's the greatest example of white feminism in this movie. Literally, is Vivian being like, "Just keep your head down," and and Lucy's like, "I'm not gonna keep my head down. I'm gonna keep my head up." And also, he's not just annoying; he's dangerous. And it yeah. turns out he really is. Because he raped the cheerleader, Emma. yeah. Like, well, all his behavior was red flags too. And I remember oh my God, totally. it was reminded me a lot of um, I don't know if you you watched the ones on Netflix, but on HBO there's a um Daniel Sloss special where it the serious part of his show was about one of his friends was assaulted by a guy friend of his that he had known for years, and he was talking. Oh he was like, he was like, it is part of my fault because he was like. There were red flags in my friend's behavior that I chose yeah. to ignore as a man. And then he was like, if it's not all men, but the others don't do anything, they might as well not be there. Exactly. And that's what I was thinking in this entire movie. I was like, there are no repercussions on men because everybody's yeah. passive. Exactly. Exactly. And the principal, especially, the principal was so infuriating. But she's accurate time. to what it's totally, are like they're totally. like I don't want to hear the word harassment because then I actually have to do something about it. Exactly, and like when Lucy showed her the rankings list and she got called the biggest. See you next Tuesday, and the principal was like, <laughs> "I don't want to say c word. That sounds so icky." The see you next was, Tuesday, okay, Grandma. Okay, um, and the principal was like, "Oh, that's social media. I don't know about that. Like, I don't want to see that." Yeah, it's like it's like shit. Like that's like a real thing that happened. Our in high schools. school did that. They were like, we can't do anything about what happens on social media. I was like, why not? That's where <laughs> half of this stuff happens. That's yeah. where the most damage is made is through social media. You need to be able to like hold people accountable. But exactly. it's like not on school property, can't be Okay. So just wait until like something really fucking bad happens. Yeah, like literally. one of your students gets a rape allegation or like Which someone... is what happens in this movie. The principal exactly. doesn't do anything until a the sexual assaulter is named. And then she's yeah. like, Well, gotta do something you gotta come with me. Also, the list in the trailer, I, like, knew this couldn't be it, but the trailer was really confusing because I thought that these were the superlatives that the high school was giving. I was like, bet, I was like, most beggable, what kind of school is this? Like, I thought they were, like, being really unrealistic and they were like, oh, yeah, like, the yearbook on once that happened. But, no, like, that that made a lot more sense. But the trailer was... Confusing. I didn't know. I can't believe happening. you watched the trailer. I didn't. Well, I didn't when you happening. open Netflix and something screams at you oh, every time you open Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some less important things <laughs> that I wanted to talk about because one, the script was so unnatural, and a lot of the talking, especially between adults and the students, were uncomfortable. I thought it definitely towed the line between being like. Uh, really, I've I think I've seen movies with cringier dialogue oh, for, for teens sure. in high school. I think it towed the line um, between like them having 
sort of like educated and like conversations mm-hmm. and then them being like speaking like teenagers and using words like period and like yeah, that kind exactly. of stuff. But I, I agree because in there was one scene with Amy Poehler that I thought was digestible and I could watch without cringing. The teacher, the male teacher, Mike, I couldn't watch his scenes. Oh, no, me neither. I didn't like his, I, you're right, I didn't really like his interactions. Like, it was with, the adults with, with the students. It was like, yeah. they did an okay job of like, the teenagers speaking to each other in a way that wasn't like trying too hard to like use teen vernacular. Yeah. But yeah. then they would have a conversation with like it was especially between Vivian and her mom where like they mm-hmm. would be speaking like when they're in the grocery store and they're oh like she's like talking about the people in her grade. I'm like, this is how no one speaks to their mother. I know. Anyways. I know. But <laughs> the first scene that um Seth is in or Nico, Nico. I don't know yeah. his last name, but his name is Seth in the movie, so it doesn't really matter. Um, the first thing he says is unintelligible. Oh, he, it, they're in the classroom, and he's sitting. His first, he's like, oh. she sees him skateboarding, and then they're in the classroom, and he's sitting next to her, and he goes, "How was your summer?" I was like, <laughs> I have no idea what he just said. It was like, "How's your summer?" And then he makes her stand up to see how much. He's grown. They've grown. I was like, this is humiliating. If a man yeah. made me stand up in the middle of the in morning the of announcements. announcements. Oh, no, stop. we can do this As later like, no when class is over. no one else can see. Everyone is like, they're not even in like the last row. They're very much in, in the, the middle. middle. And everyone's looking straight ahead. So when they stand up, fucking everybody can see that. And the teacher even... Like, what? I don't care how much I have a crush on a guy. I'm not standing up in the middle of a silent classroom to see how much you fucking groan. Oh my god, yeah. I'd be like, fucking later. Calm down. Exactly. Um, um, that being said, I'd have a crush on Seth, too. I do currently have a crush on yeah. the actor. Um, hi. Yes. Yeah, hi. He was in Booksmart, too, I think. Okay. Um, he plays a skater boy in, in every acting role. Because... Because he is. And, like, whatever. Like, that's your vibe, and I'm very much here for it. I love that. Keep doing keep doing you um but there's 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 one part that i that i want to talk about um between them because of course in a movie about a feminist revolution the main girl needs to get a boyfriend right um he is he's a you know he's a feminist he shows support for this movement the whole time i think it's a little bit idealized i i think like that's a sort of dream sort of guy because he's a feminist and he's like supportive in a silent way like he never makes it about him he's never doing it to impress other women Mm -hmm. which is very rare for a man that's very rare yeah i really don't (laughs) or an activist and not do it for the attention of like it pick me guys are activists for attention yeah exactly um but on their first date i guess he whisks her away from this football game and takes her to a funeral no 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 and no, then no, at the no, end no, of all of this, no. they they lay down in a casket together. I I can I can be made to believe a lot of things are cute. <laughs> a date in a funeral home? Never. Sorry, I'm not confronting my fear of death on a first date. Are you kidding? Lying in a coffin? Which one of these do you want to be buried in? I, I'm going home crying. Are you fucking kidding me? My biggest fear. I'm not gonna sit down in a, in a, in an. It's dark. 
oh, there's, like, no security in this building. Okay, what other fucking freaks are here right yeah, now? Yeah, it also I'm just feels disrespectful. It. it feels completely disrespectful. <laughs> and you're going to lay down in a cat. You're going to put two people in a... I'm sorry. You're going to put two people in a casket together, and you're not going to tell me you're worried about that fucking thing shutting and locked shut. in this forever? That'd be Fuck my you. whole... I would have my hand up on it the entire <laughs> time. I would not be relaxed. I'm not gonna lie, and, and and he's like, oh, I want to be like buried in like a mushroom suit and decompose. Okay, that's cool for you, dude. We're 16 right now. <laughs> this is not cool. This is not quirky. This is not like no, it, like it other was... girls type of date. Any place else? He that's I what I was trying taken, to be. I would have taken him teaching her how to skateboard over that entire scene. Please, give why me the have cheese. Been that? Give me the whatever that over a literal funeral home. I don't fucking. Uh, I didn't understand that. I was like... No, that... Okay. Maybe we're just old and this old. is a teen movie, but... <laughs> that that could be true. I was like, this, this is, is much for vibes. me. This is... Li- literally... <laughs> I can... I was like, I... This is too Manic Pixie Dream Girl. This yes. is too... I'm different yes. out, social outcast boy. His only Purpose. reason to be in this movie is to be for her, her love interest. <laughs> Why? And then, I'm sorry, at the end of the night, when he drives her home, and then they don't kiss in the car or whatever, and she walks out, and then he comes out after, and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And then he's speaking and, like, all this stuff, and she, he's like, I, you know, you're, like, a feminist, I didn't want to come on too strong, like, all of this stuff. I wrote that down. I wrote, she says... Where he said, you're the super powerful feminist, not just cute girl. I was like, I would throw up if a man... Like, I no, have, you are... You mean I have thoughts? I have yeah, thoughts, what? and that's intimidating. And then she kisses him to shut him up. Yeah. And this might be a small thing, but I was like, you're going to have a movie about feminism and progressiveness, and you're not... You're going to have a... You're going to have a like, kiss that doesn't even have a surprise before. kiss. Yeah. A surprise kiss? A surprise kiss? She could have run up to him and been like... I'm going to kiss you to shut you up now. And he yeah. would have been like, okay. So much cuter. Honestly, that would have been fucking cuter because it's not the same stereotypical thing that happens in ad- that's yeah. been happening in movies. And just add a little bit of that in there. You're a movie about inclusivity and progressiveness and feminism. And you're not going to add a little thing about consent, especially because you have a rape claim coming up later. In the last 15 minutes of the movie. Why not take that opportunity? What the fuck? I was like pissed. I was like, no. Yeah. Add- Add one, two words for consent in a in a kiss between these two feminist progressive yeah. characters that you have in this movie. It's lazy. There's just so much lazy. Yeah, there's so much lazy writing, and there's too many half baked plots for them to focus on the actual like key exactly. elements to a feminist exactly. portrayal of high schoolers. And a problem I had with Seth and Vivian's relationship, beyond it being in the movie at all, was yeah. They had this, like, again, a half-baked plot where they introduced it and then they never developed it or never had a conclusion. They had that, they had a conversation about having sex with them in the car and he was like, I want to, like, I want to be special and I want to be with you. And she's like, okay, yeah, me too. And then they never really talk about being a woman, sexual liberation, being a guy and the pressure to have sex. Like, they introduced that again just to, like, have 
a sexual element to the movie. And she yeah. mentions it to her mom later. She's like, you don't even care that I might have sex. And then, again, something she yells at her mom into the void yeah. that just, like, disappears with the rest of the movie. And her mom's like, you're about, you're gonna have sex? She's like, I didn't fucking know that. You're not telling me anything. Like, how is she supposed, like, yeah. what? How is she supposed she- to care in that moment? She's mad at her mom for having, for going on a date, even though she blatantly says, like, or, like, hints at going on dates in the movie. Like, she said, like, she said stuff that I was like, oh, she's dating the guy from the grocery store that, like, I picked up on. Like, she... Oh, I knew she was dating the... She's like, oh, I had a dinner after work. Okay, you're a nurse that works 12-hour shifts. And she looked nice. She looked very nice. And, like... That's obviously her dropping hints to her daughter and not knowing how to bring it up. And then she's mad at her mom for having a super boyfriend. And then she's like, you don't care that I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Yeah, girl, you never told her. Everybody at your school knows but your mom. And she, the other thing that I I had a problem with is that she had multiple opportunities to speak up and say, like, I'm the one making these zines. Like, I Mm -hmm. am Moxie. And I couldn't tell I couldn't tell if it was going to be a better thing or a worse thing if she did come out and say it. Because in, in, um, I think in the Cosmopolitan article, uh, Mia Brabham mentioned, she was like, it's true, like, by not, it might have also been the bitch media one, I can't remember, but it's like, um, the bitch media one by, uh, Rachel Lewis. By her, by... By her not coming forward, she sort of allowed, like, that diverse group of women to sort of, like, put in the work and, like, start the movement and have their voices be the forefront. And, like, there's no singular sort of, um, you know, personal, like, reason or game for, for her. But then at the same time... There were parts where they needed Moxie's help. They needed Moxie's help for um, sponsoring Kira's run for student-athlete ambassador. um, For just, like, getting more information out there. For, like, starting a thing for spreading more awareness. And I feel like if she had just owned up, she could have been, like... It could have been more collaborative. And then we could have gotten to hear, like... Maybe they could have, like, made a zine or, Mm -hmm. like, together. And, like, had their... Instead of, like her instead of Vivian just hearing it and then putting it down and then being the sole producer of it and I and sort of feeling like proud like I'm doing this yeah because you can't help but feel that right and then you're feeling that alone like I I I couldn't tell if like if that would have been better or worse I felt happy with the fact that she didn't tell them until the end because of the same reason that that article said that like it would have really felt like a white knight sort of film if she was like it's me and they all like celebrated her for doing that especially since her motivation comes primarily from the college essays plot which is one of my least favorite tropes in movies where it begins with um fucking the kissing booth does this where it opens with them trying to answer a college essay um response and they like have no idea what to say but then she, like, is has in the back of her mind, and then she sees the sexism at, sexism at her school, and she's like, here's my college essay, here's my supplemental answer. Yeah. And, yeah, for her to have, take like, come forward and, like, yep, it's about me, I made the magazine, or the zine, mm-hmm. it just would have really felt like an attention grab, and, like, again, yeah, even more white so savior whole... film. Yeah. But yeah. I do agree, yeah, it would have been nice for them all to have, like, collaborated 
on like what the issues would have been like what they would have put in the zines like whatever yeah i i agree that was just something i was i was like struggling with because i was like why don't you just tell them and then ask for their help but they were doing stuff outside of it it was just hard to see because Mm -hmm. whenever an incident happened you knew that like that group was talking about it but then at the end of the day it was Vivian going back to her room making a fucking collage and then going to the printer and and, and distributing it uh, by herself. Should we talk about the other plot line that happens for no fucking reason and we never ever have it discussed never gets addressed? Yeah we yeah we should because it was literally like it felt, I know it wasn't in the trailer, but it felt a lot like queer baiting because it was just, like, a lesbian kiss and then it was never addressed again. But it felt a little bit like that to me. Because, okay, there's a middle school band per- or performing. Performing the only song that fucking ever played. Okay, fucking Rebel Girl. Rebel Girl. That song that inspires Vivian to do this it just keeps playing. She plays it for Seth in the coffin. It's like the fucking in the only. <laughs> it's the only like example of like punk feminism, like a punk feminist like band music mm-hmm. or whatever. Like okay, they kind of overplayed that, but whatever. there are plenty of other feminist bands. Girl, you could have added um, Pussy Riot from Russia. Like they have, they have a bunch of music out. You it's Russia based. A it's lot. A- of music. Joan Jett. Joan Jett. Yeah. There's Wait, lots reputation? of powerful women. Bad reputation? Bad reputation. Bad reputation. What? <laughs> Isn't that a Joan Jett song? I just... Reputation. Reputation by Taylor Swift works too. Endgame would have been so hype. I think I did something bad. <laughs> oh my god, the part of that song where she's like, if a man talks shit, then I owe him nothing. I'm Don't sorry, regret what? it one bit because he had it. That would have been really cool, it actually. so fucking good. Okay, we should have been in charge of the music for this movie. Yeah, they should. <laughs> this is more reason that we should get hired by movie companies to be their first test run. Exactly. So yeah, there's they're um they're having a pre cel like a pre celebration for Kiara's what they think is going to be a win for her, like, student um, athlete Which ambassador. I have something to say about the outcome of that, but sure, we'll there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this band come, and uh, it's at the place where Claudia plays Mahjong, and this band comes, and it's just, like, you know, an all-female band. Fun. They're mm-hmm. having fun. They're playing Rebel Girl. Rebel uh, <laughs> <laughs> Girl? I can't even... Lucy, in the middle <sighs> of dancing, grabs... What's her name? Amaya. Amaya. I, I think that's her name because it's mentioned literally once. I'm so sorry. It's not my fault, actually. It's not it's our fault. It's fucking not our fault. I, I had to write it down and make sure I heard I heard it correctly. And I don't remember names at all. The only reason I remember Vivian's name, uh, instead of just calling her Moxie, I literally thought her fucking name was Moxie name before was Moxie I watched this movie. <laughs> I had a robotic dog that I got for Christmas. Sorry, this is so random. I got a, I got a Christmas present once. It was this dog. It was like, it, it like had like rope like a robot i know exactly what you're talking about and it like ward i think it might have been a papillon which is really funny and (laughs) her name was moxie and she would speak anyways (laughs) you were the original feminist yeah okay in the middle of dancing lucy grabs amaya's face and kisses her and they look at each other and they're like oh my god and that's it that's literally i think they kiss one more time oh they they kiss again and then that's it yeah and that's it. And it's never mentioned 
again. If you're gonna make a movie about representation and then include a lesbian kiss, maybe there should be more gay representation in your movie. Yeah, exactly. And like, okay, straight people kiss all the time in movies for no reason, okay? Yeah, like that happens in teen rom-coms. Sure, there's like a random kiss between like a guy and a girl and no one really bats an eye at it. I'm sure that's happened in other movies. Right. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if for this movie in particular, it's just like the kiss between Seth and Vivian before that had no consent line before it. If you're gonna make a movie about what this movie is about, why, I can't tell if they're trying to make it like not a thing by not addressing it. Kind of like how Shit's Creek doesn't include homophobia because like, it's just like a gay couple should just exist without having to like yeah. include that. Okay. Fine, but it seems dismissive. It fe- it felt dismissive. Yeah, because there's the no blue. openly gay conversation. There's no openly gay character. Yeah. So exactly. when you just include a kiss between between two women and it's not clear what the intention is, then you failed at gay representation. Yeah, yeah. That was so. I literally had to. I like. <laughs> I paused it and I rewound it and I was like, "Did I just see that correctly?" And like, I why had... did that just happen? I still don't know. So then Kira loses the, like, scholarship vote thing. student-athlete ambassador award. The fact the that you know what the scholarship thing was called, award thing was called, and none of the other characters' names is so funny to me. Because they said it so many times, and I don't know no, it off the it's tongue pretty the nice. movie's fault. But I'm sorry, they said the name of the scholarship more than they said the name of, like, three of the girls in this in this group of uh, oh. feminists. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, Kiara loses, and they're all yeah. really upset, and they have no to idea Mitchell. why, because it seems like all the girls in the school were going to vote for Kiara, and, like, whatever. And also, Kiara's really pretty. I couldn't get over it every time oh she was on gosh, the screen. Oh, my she's gorgeous. Oh, my God. First of all, everyone in this cast is, is so pretty. Yeah. And Kiara especially, I was like... Okay. Every time she came on the screen, I was like, my jaw was dropping. But I know. Okay. She was so pretty. (laughs) So Lucy's makeup. Oh my god! All the color. Oh my god! Her eyeliner and her eyeshadow. I was like, also her eyeliner was perfect. Perfect. I know, and I did like her clothes. I think they did like an okay job with with dressing. uh, I thought the wardrobe was good. So first of all, Vivian brings. A full <laughs> bottle of champagne into her homecoming game or like homecoming night, whatever. It's just a football. A game, football game, it? and <laughs> she pops it open before and before the winners even announced, which is so funny to me because she's like in the front of the stands too. Like she like, gets spotted so quick. Is, was our school just like so fucking strict? But like our you- school was really strict because. We had a lot of students, like, nearly yeah. die at yeah. football so games. So, I saw that and I was like, okay, you have some fucking nerve to bring an entire bottle of champagne. We were not even allowed to bring bags to football games. No, so, like, she got in her backpack. Yeah. So, then Vivian's, yet again, being really freaking... Like, they all cry because it is sad because they really got their hopes up. But then Vivian drinks the entire bottle of champagne by herself and stumbles home drunk and I was throws like, it in her front lawn, by the oh, way. Yeah. Just what a fucking idiot. <laughs> I was like, this is a bit of an overreaction because this is supposed to be when she's like, my life's falling apart. She's making it about no, her. No, it's not. It's yeah, it's not. 
and it's not about you. Your friend just no. lost. She's the one that gets to be sad. She didn't get the money she probably like could really use. Well, to she go to definitely school. needed that more than fucking Mitchell Wilson. Yeah. Of course. And then she had to stand there in front of her whole school. And how how heartbreaking and how probably mortifying that is mm-hmm. to go against the most pop the guy who holds in the student body like the most power. And then Vivian's like stumbling home drunk, screaming at her mom, and I'm like I just don't I I the thing about this movie is I understood why she was angry and upset about a lot of things and I understood she was facing so much pressure because she you know that she did start this whole movement and in a way that yeah. is a lot of pressure. Yeah. But I didn't feel for her in her reactions to things. I wasn't like, oh, this is a normal reaction to like a conflict with your friend. Yeah, and and the whole thing with Claudia too is that is that I, like I found myself falling for I think kind of like, I don't want to say trick, but kind of like what they were doing with Claudia. Like at the beginning, my base reaction to her, like she wasn't, she didn't draw stars on her hands. She didn't wear a tank top at school. She was, didn't seem super supportive of Mm -hmm. um, this whole movement. But then I started thinking like, sometimes that is not a person's jam. That's not the way a person feels comfortable participating in things like that. Mm-hmm. And not everybody has to participate in a fucking feminist movement that's very controversial at that school at the same level that you are because they can't take the same risks as you because there are bigger consequences for them. And between Vivian and Claudia, that difference came because Claudia is Chinese, Chinese-American, and... Vivian is white. And she's so, a first generation. Yeah, too. she's a, yeah, exactly. So we like it's hard not to fall to sort of um side with the main character in instances like that because Vivian was getting upset. But then you see in the scene when Claudia um gets yelled at by her mom for wearing a tank top to school and shows up not wearing a tank top and Vivian's like mad at her mm-hmm. is turning more towards Lucy and it's like it's like are you just gonna pretend or that you don't know anything about, like, your best friend since you were four. Like, you don't know anything yeah, about literally. how strict her mom is or, like, why this might not be this. She yeah. Can't, she can't commit to the, at the same level as you right away because, like, yeah. again, like she says, we get, like, a two-minute conversation at the end. It's because she's not white. And, like, Vivian doesn't understand that. Um, well, it's the whole thing where, like, Vivian is in, like, a privileged position because she totally. is a white girl at her school and obviously is very well off. Their school is humongous yeah. and seems to be in a very nice area. And, like, her using her privilege is a good thing, but to punish someone who doesn't have the same privileges as you exactly. for not doing exactly what you do is just... It's this whole thing where, like, white feminists take intersectional feminism and they derail it and then that doesn't feel like it's purposeful in that movie because there's really no repercussion for her beyond that conversation oh should we talk about tessa is in this movie oh yes tessa oh that was the first thing i wrote when i saw her it's tessa and i'll count with question question marks she does not have a real line until literally the end of the movie because like the middle the rest end, of the movie yeah. the rest of the movie she's just cheering and then she's doing the morning announcements and then the only time she actually says something is towards the end when in the last 15 minutes they add a actual sexual assault plot line which yeah we can again this movie is half baking plots and adding romance to a movie 
that they're also adding a sexual assault plotline too. Just and putting that out there. It's it's so serious, and mm-hmm. she the first time she speaks about it out loud is in front of all of the girls yeah. at the school. Well, because there's no retribution for her, like. There's no healing for her that we see. So how are we supposed to, like, assume that she's ready to talk about it in front of that many people? Yeah. And, like, throughout the whole movie, she's kind of just, like, she doesn't participate in the whole moxie thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. She's kind of silent throughout. And it's, I feel like she walks in on, like, one of their meetings in, like, a locker room or something. And she doesn't participate. She's, like, getting a jacket. And I feel like the end of the movie was... Like, it felt like the movie was kind of identifying her as, like, this missing piece, and then they got her in the movement at the end. Right. And so, like, okay, like, mission complete. Like, I don't... Again, it it felt lazy. It felt haphazard. And if you're gonna dedicate... Like, like you've said it before. If you're... If there is no reason to have, like, a sexual assault, at least, like, a sexual assault scene or, like, mentions Mm -hmm. of it in a movie or a tv show don't add it yeah and don't. like maybe like i it, 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 she, we already have had the so sexual severe. harassment in this yeah, movie exactly. that said exactly. enough about what it's like to be a woman in a high school and like or in the world that is so passive towards like sexually aggressive behavior yeah and so like we didn't really need you know the big r word to come into it because again yeah. like that's really hard for some people to face in media and then for them to use it to be like she's got her college essay she did something good for this good for this girl it just didn't it didn't feel right yeah this is a good movie for young girls seeing it's good representation of on like the on the face of it it's good representation it is a good movement you know it's a good message about being empowered in school and like you know like your voice matters and like all of the stuff and like things that get passed as being normal in schools aren't in their treatment mm-hmm. of girls like dress codes okay cool for like a 13 year old watching this this is probably an okay introduction but you need it's to a do step further. in the right direction for you sure. need to do further research and, and educate yourself further what i just don't understand is why they didn't take the time in Forget a romantic plot line. Forget all of the stuff that we did not need. Get the guys involved. Because met, because this is a movie that focuses on, like, girl power, right? Right. And that's important because women's voices have always been silenced, you know, mm-hmm. throughout history. But I think it's equally, equally as important to be able to show this film to young boys. Right, And yeah. young men. Because it involves them, too. It, it just really felt like they were like, let's make a feminist movie, but we still want people to watch it. And they didn't... Right. I don't think they had enough faith that people will watch a movie that just has a feminist goal. Exactly. I think they were more like, let's make a movie and give it a feminist plot. Let's make exactly. a teen movie yeah. with all the teen angst and all the romance and the, and the stupid stuff. And let's make it about something topical, which is... Feminism. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to do a lot of stuff, and sometimes I just think you need to pick your battles because it's it never turns out well if you try to put everything and anything and everything into an an hour and fifty minutes. Like you're you not gonna get your desired outcome. Make it a show. This could have been a. You know what? This could have been a better miniseries than 
13 Reasons Why, which yes. also try to do very similar things about oh sexual God, assault yeah. and, like, feminism. Like, I you would have had more show. time. Moxie? I thought it was going to be a TV show it, when I, like, heard a trailer. I was like, oh, a TV show? I, I thought it was going to be a TV show. It would have had a better shot at actually being effective if, like, it had multiple episodes that were, like, 45 minutes long that could, yeah. like, address each one of these intersectional issues. Yeah. Like, that would have been so much better, and it wouldn't have come across as, like, just, like, fake. And, and lazy. Baseline. And, and lazy. Yeah, I, yeah, this movie's just so lazy. Um, so, Emily, I yeah. didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> And the last thing I will say about this is at the end of the movie, Vivian's standing at this walkout and she's like, I wasn't a leader. Like, I was not a leader. I was shy. Like, I wasn't, she's like shy. She's an introvert, whatever. Mm. She's like, I couldn't like do this. And then I found my voice. Okay. If your main character is going to be someone who's an introvert and doesn't, and, and can't speak up and can't be a leader... Don't make her the main character. Make Lucy the main character. She um, was yeah. more interesting. She had a better personality. She was outspoken. She, you know, the minute something happened, she went to the principal. She showed the principal the list. Um, she stood up to Mitchell. Why not make her a, at least at least the same the, at amount the same of level as, in the movie as, as Vivian? At, I at thought the same that. thing. At least that. Why not? Because. Vivian and Lucy being the two main characters could have worked a lot better or Vivian being a side character because yeah like giving if yeah exactly what you said if she's like if her plot line is that she didn't know how to take a stand and now she does make her a side character because you can have the same character development with a lot less of the like storyline exactly and like again I understand it's important for girls to find their voice Mm mm-hmm but, like, she didn't have, that didn't have to be the overarching theme and, pl- and plot of the movie. Is this girl a lot of the girls voice. in this movie found their voice. I was very aware when we sat down to record this, I was like, okay, it's going to be two privileged white girls talking about this movie and complaining about a privileged white girl being the main character. Yeah. Um, so I did my research and all of the articles that I looked up were written by women of color because I wanted to know their opinions and if we were making the right, if our feelings were yeah. aligned, because I didn't want to sit here and like make claims and, and, and seem like a performative activist. No, like Those exactly. weren't the right problems, but most of them sort of agree with, I think what, what we were saying and, and, and helped me really put my thoughts I was watching as I was watching into words. So I just wanted people to know that, like, I we took time to research this because we're passionate about it and we didn't want to do it any injustice. Yeah. More injustice than the movie already did the movement. Uh, uh. <sighs> well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, we hope that it was as fun and as interesting for you guys to hear about these or our thoughts on these things as it was for us to discuss what we thought about these things. Mm-hmm. We hope it didn't come across too loud stepping over (laughs) too many other voices um yeah in the meantime while you're waiting for the next episode emily where can they find us on social media in the meantime okay guys you can follow us on instagram our instagram handle is let's talk about underscore it pod our tiktok is let's talk about it podcast and our twitter is ltai underscore pod um send us you know any anything you 
And send us anything. I said it send in the us, last episode. Send, send us literally anything. We, we, we did get an Instagram DM before this, so oh, yeah. I didn't have to reach out to anybody. But again, if oh you don't God, start DMing us, I will start DMing you. You guys you literally just made the cut. We just got a DM But today. like, any recommendations, shows, movies, pop culture, whatever. We want to hear from you guys. Um, the best part of this is hearing from people because sometimes we no, get really sweet comments and DMs and it's like... And it makes my year. Honestly. So, hit us up. Stay tuned. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Goodbye. <laughs>